Hello, and welcome to the SMTC podcast. I am Courtney McCarr, and I'm joined by Grant Gregorian. SMTC is the Society of Marketing Technology Consultants, which is a community created to educate and support anyone involved in the MarTech world as a consultant. In this podcast, we explore all that it means to be a great consultant from setting up your business or joining an agency to how to find new clients or keep your existing clients happy. If you're thinking about going into consulting or you're already a successful consultant, please join us by going to joinsmtc.com and become a member. It's free. We simply send a newsletter and share our podcast recordings with you. We'd love to hear from you. Please let us know what's on your mind because we're going to tell you what's on ours. I'm very excited about today's guest. We have our first international guest calling in from Spain. Uh, Veronica, would you like to introduce yourself, please? Yes, hi. Uh, I'm Veronica Lazarovich, and uh, as Courtney said, I'm currently based in Spain, and I have been uh, working in the MarTech world for about five years now. That's great. Well, thanks for joining us. And Veronica actually messaged me right when the podcast launched and said, I love the podcast. I'm listening to it. I am a Marketo admin and expert and have been in MOPS and think it's just been the right fit. And I said, please come and talk to us. We want to hear more about what it's like to be doing MOPS overseas. So can you give us a little bit of details about how you ended up um, in Spain? Because you're not actually originally from Spain, are you? Oh, no, um, I'm actually originally from Romania, but my journey started in Denmark. Um, so I started working at a, a startup uh, in Copenhagen, a SaaS startup. And I, at the time, five years ago, I was doing ads and audiences uh, for social media. And I still remember the day I got introduced to Marketo. Um, my manager said to me, let me show you this tool. I think you would be good at it. Uh, and it's purple. And, uh, and once I saw it, uh, my first thought was, wow, that's not a very pretty interface. <laughs> yeah, uh, but soon enough, I learned how powerful it can be and all the cool things you can do with Marketo and the programs you can build. So I got very curious. And fast forward to a year, I became admin for, for the Marketo instance. And then not long after that, I decided to become Marketo certified expert. Um, and today I live in Spain where I moved because of my job. So I was offered a um, marketing automation manager role at an enterprise company um, where I was the first full-time employee dedicated to marketing automation. Mm -hmm. Super exciting. So um, when I started the role, I was offered a, a new Marketo instance. I mean, it was, uh, you know, new, shiny. <laughs> that is the dream. <laughs> yeah, so basically I got a chance to build everything from scratch myself um, and, and then um, train the team the, the wider marketing operations team to use Marketo. And that was super rewarding. What do you think? Um, why did you like it? I mean, what, what about Marketo? Like, so the, the manager who showed you the purple thing, what do you think that manager saw in you? They were like, Oh, Veronica is going to love this. Why, why did they, what is it about your personality or what you were doing that you think made the manager think, Oh, this marketing automation thing that's for her. Cause they were kind of right. 
Yeah, totally. And, and I like to think that I didn't choose this path. It kind of marketing operations chose me. <laughs> um, but I think at that point, as I was doing ads and working with audiences, I was like a spreadsheet ninja at the company. I was super fast finding patterns and uh, slicing and dicing, you know, using Excel a lot. And, and I think that was, that was it. Got it. You know, I actually, um, I, uh, I remember talking to someone about uh, marketing automation and marketing technology in general. And, um, and one of the ideas around marketing technology and automation is that it's enabled a lot of people who maybe didn't think of themselves as being like technical people, like they didn't go to study computer science or engineering in school, um, or didn't do that for work. And they were, you know, that's why they were doing marketing, but then they start playing with this tool. That's like, uh, that's kind of, you know, in a way, Marketo and other tools like it is like high level programming, you know, because you have this like, if then statements, like if, if people like these in a database like this, with this criteria, if this happens, then do this. And then, you know, that it is kind of programming and then it's very technical. And, um, and once they kind of play with it, they actually find that they really love it. And it's kind of a gateway drug to getting more people. <laughs> and I would say more women maybe into yeah. engineering, into more technical fields like, you know, computer science and, and, and database management and things like that. Would you agree with that? I would say yes. Um, I mean, for me, um, it, it was still a lot of what I was doing because, you know, in Marketo, you work with a database, you export spreadsheets or you import an audience. Uh, so I started with things that were familiar. And then slowly I started to learn about, you know, CRM integrations and, oh, you can put forms on the website that are Marketo. And then you can build nurture programs. And I was just, my mom was blown away. I 100% agree. And Grant, you took words right out of my mouth. I kind of went into marketing without a big technical background. I mean, I had been using Excel and, you know, was comfortable online, I think just because of the generation I grew up with. But the I, the concept of like STEM for, you know, women or girls when I was in high school didn't really exist. And I came into actually started Salesforce and the first team time I got into a Salesforce instance and started clicking around, it just worked for me. It just fit in my brain and I was so happy. Um, so I'm really glad to end up. I also agree with Veronica that I did not choose this path, but marketing operations chose me. I'm going to steal that line. I thought that was very clever. <laughs> so Veronica, let's talk a little bit about uh, consulting and agency life. And, you know, that is the, the root of our podcast here in our discussion. Do you had work um, experience working in agencies in the past? I actually don't. Um, and um, I'm very curious myself. <laughs> and just over the summer, I started wondering what's next for me. Mm -hmm. What's a, a next natural step in my career? I love what I do and I want to keep learning, keep developing in these directions. I like to be exposed to a range of projects and expertise. So that's how I learn best by doing. And I keep being drawn to this thought of becoming a consultant. Um, so I kind of experimented with 
consulting when I was offered my current role. Um, the company wanted someone to start immediately, but I could not move myself and my family from Denmark to Spain right away. And then we agreed on a few initial months of freelance work. And that went surprisingly well. It was all remote. I traveled a few times to meet the team and, you know, get started on a few projects. So I learned a lot about, you know, working remote, managing my time, billing, um, setting up as self-employed, all the tax implications and, and also this topic of taxation across countries because at that point I was living in Denmark and then I was building a company in Spain. (laughs) So I'm taking that experience as, as reference. And then I've been looking around and, and talking to people and just to find out, you know, how is it to be a consultant and what's this world? Um, I think I also became more confident because working at a, large company, I had the opportunity to work with agencies and then manage that relationship. So uh, being very curious, I I learned about, you know, the end to end process, like how we went about selecting an agency Mm. and, and then, you know, negotiating, briefing, all that kind of stuff. So I, I think that I, now I see consultants more like my peers before mm-hmm. I saw them like, whoa, these ninjas that know everything, <laughs> ultimate technology users. But mm-hmm. yeah. Do you, are you interested? Are you thinking more in terms of uh, individual, like a freelance type consultant or agency. And I ask that without knowing a lot of the context of how that might work in Europe, like in the United States, there's all sorts of decisions to be made, whether, you know, when you join a company, you get like benefits, like health insurance, you know, you, you don't actually have health insurance unless you get a job, which is kind of crazy, but it's true. You have to, you know, go and like, figure that out if you go freelance. So it may has a lot of implications, whether you go freelance or whether you join a company, not just in terms of where you are in your career, like whether you'll have a team and all that kind of stuff, but just in terms of like your life, especially if you have a family, that's really tough. So can you talk a little bit about what you're thinking about? Are you thinking freelance versus agency? And how is that impacted by just where you are and what, what, what implication that might have for you? Yeah. So I'm, um, I'm thinking uh, a lot about it. And I think the easier transition would be to an agency where I would have uh, a team where I could work together and, um, you know, a lot of expertise that I would have access to learn a lot of new things. I also think that, you know, working at an agency has benefits because they have partnership, there's, you know, innovation or experiments going on. Um, So that's attractive at the moment uh, for me. There's also the, the other side of having a family. So, I would feel much more secure um, working at an agency than, you know, just being on my mm-hmm. own, finding clients, not <laughs> having the certainty of income. Maybe mm-hmm. that's a little bit scary right now. Yeah. Um, 
but I also think that that just um, now in in Europe, um, there's not as big of a community as you have in the US or in North America. So what I've been finding very interesting is that, um, you know, during this global pandemic, the online community became very strong. And I found a few groups um, of people working in marketing operations. I found this podcast that is very, very good. And just to hear from others who work as consultants or are thinking about it, that's just uh, a blessing, really. So I have a question as you're looking at different agencies, you know, depending on how far you are down this path, what what are your considerations when choosing an agency? Are you going off of, are they, you know, a partner with Adobe? Do you go off, you know, who their founder is? You know, all that, there's so many out there now. I think I was rattling off to a friend and I came up with 10 agencies just off the top of my head. Um, how are you choosing, you know, who you would like to work with? Yeah, that's, that's a really good question. Um, for now, I have been speaking uh, with different agencies just to see how they approach uh, hiring people or how are their internal process, uh, just to learn a lot. And I'm finding so much diversity, even at the agency side, um, there's, you know, agencies who um, hire people strictly for del delivery um, of projects or, you know, people who are client facing. Um, I also heard about setups where there's an agency inside of an agency, like the, you know, like a center of excellence kind of mm -hmm. thing, doing best practices and training. Um, I think there's many, many different uh, choices out there. I just, uh, yeah, uh, I need to talk a lot with people and and uh, that's how then I, I get what I want. Are you able to actually go to their website and like apply? Is that what you're doing? Or are you contacting people you already know? Like walk us through the process. <laughs> Yeah, so I find both. I find jobs that are advertised and then a lot more not being advertised online, but through the network. And uh, I've been, uh, you know, going through both avenues, uh, reaching out and uh, having conversations. Um, there's agencies who have been working in this space for many years, but there's also agencies who haven't and they would like to start maybe a marketing automation practice. So that's a lot of flexibility in, you know, defining roles and um, how, how they should do it. Yeah, I've actually had a few conversations with people like that as well, where they have maybe like an SEO or SEM agency, you know, digital advertising, and they they have a lot of clients who they know have marketing automation and they think, well, we'd like to, you know, expand our services to be a one-stop shop. So that could be a really interesting avenue because you could really then build it your yourself and kind of decide the way that you would want to interact with clients and 
and billing and scoping. Have you started, I'm going to segue into my next question, actually. Have you started thinking about, uh, you know, invoicing and because you have had agencies before, you know, as your full-time role, do you have a way that you prefer to be billed? Is it by the hour, by the project, or do you have people on like a retainer? What's your preference? Yeah, I, I kind of like the, the project-based approach. Um, I, I've been working like that and, and that has been um, working really well for both uh, myself as, as in-house and, and for the agency. But I guess, you know, when working as a consultant at, at an agency, it's more of a employee kind of a thing. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be very different if it's uh, when you're an employee, but I wonder what your conversations are like with these agencies. Like, what do they ask about? Are they hiring? Like, are there a lot of agencies looking for talent like yours or, or are you finding that it's hard to even get them to call you back? And, and then once they do call back, um, what do you guys you know, talk about, give us kind of a insight, inside view, you know, for other people who are maybe less, uh, who are more shy than you or who are thinking about it, but they haven't like, give us, give us like a little preview of what these conversations are like and, um, and where you're, you're hoping to take it. Yeah. Yeah. There's uh, there's actually quite an extensive process I found out. So I think there's about five or six conversations for a role um, so if you look at it, you know, you put a conversation a week, then it's a month to a month and a half, even two months uh, from when you start a conversation until maybe you have reached an agreement. Um, and, and, you know, it's very normal that they would do a lot of testing. So they would ask for technical skills where, you know, they will give a case where you will have to present because they are also assessing the communication skills. Um, I have seen also um, personality testing or a psychometric test where you get a part about reasoning and math and verbal uh, reasoning. And then there's, you know, the part about personality or how you would like to work. Um, and then, of course, there's conversations with different people working at an agency. So there's HR call. Typically, the first uh, call would be with uh, uh, someone from HR, then with uh, a potential colleague, just to get to know each other, find out more about the day to day, what kind of projects they are working on. And uh, then maybe also a VP could be involved uh, at towards the end, you know, at the decision mm -hmm. um, or someone, you know, more strategic from the agency. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's like a, so for, first of all, that's like a ton. I, I mean, for sure, if you're down this process, it means that like you definitely have a shot <laughs> and you definitely are a serious candidate because it's also a lot of time from their side to put into their different candidates, you know? Um, but one of the things that you mentioned is actually quite controversial these days, the, uh, this idea of uh, cases and testing. And, um, you know, some people feel that sometimes it goes too far, that there is such a thing as too big of a 
test or too big of a case? Like how much is reasonable to ask a candidate? Like if you're actually giving them real work <laughs> to do for free as part of your interview process, that feels like it's unfair. Like if you have to take so much time out of your day. There are some consultants um, who think that, or some people who interview who think that some of these tests um, and case studies should be paid. Like you should, you should be paid to interview at the company because of how much time it takes. Have you run into that? Have you been like, you know what, this is going to take me like half a day just to do this exercise for you guys and then present. Like I have a job, I have a family, like I don't have time for this. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. do you, have you thought about that? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I have been in, in the situation where I was given a very large piece of work um, and, and I, I looked at it and I, you know, break it down into uh, smaller parts. And I realized this would actually take me half a week to do because it's just <laughs> so much. That's crazy. Uh, you can't do that. You can't give somebody a, I mean, yeah. right, Courtney, have you seen that? I've not personally, but I have heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Tell us, tell us about this half a week exercise. Yeah. Um, but then in the same time, I realized that they, the agency uh, wasn't really sure what they are looking for. So they are, were trying to put me in a box maybe. And then they try to look at the range of my skills and they ask for, for this amount of work. And I don't think they even knew that it would take me so long. Um, if you, if, you know, the agency hasn't really a practice in marketing automation, then they don't know mm. much, you know? Yeah. So I, I basically went back to, to them and I explained, okay, I have this, uh, this task. I think it's super interesting. I actually break it down and I found maybe 10 areas. Can you maybe choose two or three areas that will, you know, take me less time to do. And then I have enough time to prepare, to make the, uh, you know, the slides and to rehearse it. And they did not have a problem with that. So sometimes. Yes. That is an amazing move. That right there, Veronica shows how great of a consultant you would make. Because do you know what I mean? I almost feel like if they did that, maybe they almost did that on purpose. Like if you're, <laughs> do you know, cause that's exactly what would happen with the client. They'll be like, Oh, do this big thing for me. And then it's your job to recognize that it's a big thing and that it will take way more than they paid for, let's say. And instead to say, Hey, you know, you only paid for like 10 hours of work. Um, this is like, 40 hours of work. So here's the different pieces of it. Like, can you pick the most prior, you know, the most important one? And, and let's like, that is such a beautiful answer. And um, that is part of the test. Maybe it wasn't, but if I was a consulting agency, I almost like want to do that now. <laughs> Just to, like if somebody actually does all the work, they actually fail the test. Okay. Wow. That's Yeah. But you're you're right. It could very well be. I guess uh, I, I will not know right now. But I hope to find <laughs> out soon. <laughs> excellent, excellent. Yeah, but there's also you know more straightforward approaches. Like you will have agencies who are you know been doing this for many years, so they know how to assess skills. So you will get a credentials to a sandbox of the agencies. And a test in your inbox, like um, 
can you build this for me? I just want to see how you do it. Oh, yeah. So not necessarily do something perfect, but just how would you approach it? How you do your naming convention? What type of program you use? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do, do you think having the Marketo certification helps? I think that, yes, I think it's always a thing that I'm asked for um, certifications. And um, I think it's kind of, uh, it's expected also. Um, what I found to be a great advantage for me is my Salesforce certifications. Um, yeah, I, I became an admin this year and uh I think that many people I talk with, they are very impressed when I say, oh, I'm also Salesforce certified. I'm very interested to, in the CRM integration. Mm -hmm. I think that many agencies also are looking to move more into that space, you know, of uh, mm -hmm. package CRM and automation. Yeah, no, I, I think I agree with you. That is, it, I think if you have both, both of that, and you're able to navigate like that, like as a consultant would, then I think you have a really great chance of landing with an agency. Well, we can't wait to see where you land. We can't wait to um, learn what agency you, you end up working with. And um, best of luck to you. And thank you for taking the time to chat with us. Yeah, thanks. Was great. And thank you for listening to this episode of SMTC Podcast. If you like this episode, please rate us and leave us a review. Um, the ratings make it easier for other people to discover this podcast. And, um, and be sure to subscribe if you haven't already. And you can also join the SMTC by going to joinsmtc.com and join as a member. It's free. We look forward to hearing from you. Thanks again. Bye.